0: Do the right thing, do the best you can, and always show people you care. Lou Holtz. The Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 8, Nebraska. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to Feed, Don't Eat Your Brain. I'm Zachary Ballard, and with me is Lou Holtz, Nebraska. Oh, no. It's up? Brian Daly. Hi, everybody, it's me, Mario. It's Brian Daly, the Yogurt <laughs> Bandit. Okay. Uh, anyway, I I just introduced Brian Daly. We go to the same school. Uh, you're like 42. If that's what you want me to be, okay, I'll be any exactly. age you want me to be, baby. <laughs> Stop. So, uh, yeah, he's he's in a cohort below me, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, go ahead and like say say whatever you want about yourself, Brian.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah,
0: uh, I mean, what
1: what? I feel like this isn't the time for uh, me to to to. What's the word? You know, the one word that's like, "Oh, here's what I'm working on right now. Check out that those things." Yeah,
0: that'll be. A- yeah, that'll that's be at the end. end. So I don't, don't want to give away any that's All right. that- All right.
1: I-, All right. I I mean, uh, what more? I'm I'm a Brian. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. Bye bye. I uh, I'm a Pokemon trainer.
0: I am just- We're we're actually Pokemon rivals. That's right. If you guys didn't know that. That's
1: right. I am yeah. Zach's Gary Oak. Yeah, he is Ash Ketchum.
0: I feel like I'm well, no, you're, Oh no yeah, you much more yeah.
1: Who here is said to the other one, See Melly
0: later You've never actually said that. I to should me. though. I should. Yeah, yeah. But uh so Brian you were telling me about this a little bit. Yeah. That when you watched The Walking Dead, this was actually the last episode that you saw. I think
1: it was around this time yeah. because I remember. So I remember when The Walking Dead was first. I was old enough to remember when it was first being released. Uh-huh. First episodes, and I remember everyone was talking. I was like, "Oh, this is, this is good. I remember being oh man, I'm a comic book guy. I love the Walking Dead comics." Yeah. And I watched the first season. I was down with it, and then the second season, and I was like, "Okay, this really, is, this is I fine. usually
0: like thought like the second season was like one of the best seasons. Really, is that what I mean, people say? Yes." 100% wow I have never heard that Maybe is it because they're just on a farm yeah
1: it's because they're on what's your language barrier on this thing uh, you can say whatever you want it's because they're on <laughs> <a farm. laughs> okay I it's just like I love the idea and I mean I, I guess it goes against the idea of safety uh, but I love the idea of exploring in a zombie world and okay. when they're just chilling out in one place playing bingo and scrabble and shit, <laughs> I'm just
0: like cool man Good for you guys, like... It's actually, like, whenever they're stationed in one place is when I usually find that it's more entertaining. Really? Yeah, but well, because, like, I think it was, like, the fourth and fifth season, they're just constantly traveling. They're right. just, like And there's just full episodes of them just walking and then talking.
1: Yeah, it makes um, you
0: think, who's the real walking Dead, like... Is it oh, them? Oh, I haven't talked... is it the zombies? Brian, I haven't even talked about that at all. Good job for bringing that up. I know, up. you know, I really decided <laughs> to really
1: bring in the nuance into this episode. Yeah. Make it real. Make it gritty. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, Uh. would you... So tell tell the audience what you thought about yeah. the episode.
1: So there were de- there were good moments. Uh-huh. Uh. And I r- vaguely remember what happens before this. I mean, great way to start the friggin' episode with just a gun. It's like... <laughs>
0: Hey, that was the ending me. of the last episode. Good,
1: pointed at the yeah. screen. And it's like, all right, I'm down with this. Good start. Um, and then it's like, people having hissy fits with each other, being like, hey, man, that wasn't cool of you. Hey, I don't need you to breathe down my neck. And friggin' like, Dale and the Punisher, and the Punisher's all mad, and he's like, Shame. whatever, he's the Punisher. <laughs> Punisher's like, hey, Dale, I see you giving me the stink eye. I don't like you. You're just a big baby. And like, Dale didn't even say anything. Like, i get it if Dale was like, you suck, Punisher," but he's just standing there staring. He's like, hey man, I don't see you doing nothing. Like, just so many just hissy fits with each other and yeah. so many arguments. Yeah. And uh, like, and we can get to this later, the part I really did enjoy, which did come later uh, in the bar, yeah. uh, which was awesome. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, but like, they're just, these beats feel very long and mm-hmm. drawn out And I mean, for a TV show, that's good. I mean, that's what you want to do. But it's just like, I just, I feel like I'm sitting there and like, "Ah," there's no music. It's just all silent, which is effective. I give them credit. That's really good and a great way to create atmosphere. But jumping into this, I was just like, cool, we're just sitting here, just bodies. Okay, we're going to put, okay, that's cool. Oh, you're upset? You're all pretty upset with each other. And yeah. Something big did happen. Yeah, zombie
0: apocalypse is, you know, Yeah. Because it sort of tends to make people upset about yeah. things. Yeah, like, I was like, where's the comedy? Why isn't everybody having fun? The, where's the funny guy? Where's the, where's the funny Which guy? Which I think Glenn is probably yeah. the funny guy. <laughs> she's the funny guy. And yeah. even he was like, oh, man. <laughs> We're going to go on a car ride. And, uh, hey. Uh, Can I have you back every episode to recap the episodes? <laughs> that's what I, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. As terribly like, as <laughs> Then this guy is like, hey, Rick Grimes...
1: But why is it you sound like a British person doing a bad Western accent? I don't I, th- I can't say I love her. I'm like, Ugh, get I'm like get on with it already. <laughs> I thought all I was right. watching a show about zombies, not about a guy who doesn't know how to tell his feelings for a girl out of his league.
0: I mean, it's all a part of like the human nature of of a zombie apocalypse, but you're right. I so I really like the line, speaking of Glenn and Rick, where uh, Glenn's like, hey, by the way, Sorry I didn't uh, tell you about Lori. I knew she was pregnant. And then Rick is like, yeah, I figured. I, I got her, like, the pills. And then Rick is like, yeah, I figured. And then he was like, you did what you thought was right. It just so happens it wasn't. That... I thought that was, like, the the through line of the whole episode. Because everyone was like, I was trying to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good through line. But it didn't, like, it didn't work out, you know? and. Yeah. Um, like with Rick at the beginning where he's like I just try to do I just try to do the best for these people Um Shane he just wants everyone to be safe so I want to ask you like and like even with Herschel yeah. um, you know thinking that he was doing the right thing I oh, want yeah. to ask you like what do you think the right thing is in this situation with zombies? just like in in like Ooh. any situation, what is the right thing to do?
1: This is a good question. We kind of talked about this at uh, at school. What with you creating your own religion and
0: creating the commandments? <laughs> I didn't. I Ooh, didn't create. It's not what I heard. No, I was it's not talking, your followers. I say. was talking about how, like, what commandments I would make if I was a god. I didn't create my own religion. Look, I'm not I'm a cult just leader. Just saying, the people on the compound uh, showing are you trying, me trying your to cancel me right Bible. now?
1: <laughs> um, what is the right thing? I uh, I think the right thing. Uh, I mean, a lot of that has to do with just respect uh, I mean and kindness like that's such a tricky question because a lot of the stuff right now I'm struggling with uh, as a writer I struggle with what is the right thing and ultimately, I don't mind if I offend people. offending people doesn't bother me. It's whether or not what I do makes someone feel uh, insignificant or feel hurt mm-hmm. or feel less than. And so I think a lot of that has to do with a level of respect. Mm-hmm. You can tease, you can make fun of something. You can, like, especially with, I mean, we talk about cancel culture and stuff, and I think there is a key that if you ever do make fun of something, or tease someone, or do something like that, there has to be a level of respect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I make fun of you all the time, but that's because I respect you. I'm not doing it to make you feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. And if you ever do, I, I would feel terrible. And I think the right thing is all about just respecting people, giving people this respect that they've earned. Mm-hmm. Um, such a
0: broad question. Well, right? yeah, because... I, uh, um, I, I usually think, I don't think there's a lot of like evil people, like genuinely evil people in the world. Right. I mean, there, there is some, but like most people are just like trying to do the best they can and it's, and they just do like bad things or things, you know? Right. And so, but like the right thing is different for everyone. Like, um, my right thing. Could be completely opposite of what you think the right thing is. Yeah, you know? and we see that polarity with like Rick and Shane, where Rick wants to be diplomatic. He doesn't want to just go in guns blazing or like leave people high and dry. Except like he's having his guns everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he doesn't like, yeah, you know, seek it out though. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, but like, and then Shane is all about, um, fine if you don't want to do what you want to do to survive, then I'll just do it for you. You know, and so. And they were they were both they're both their intentions are to keep everyone safe, but it's the way they go about it. And and they both think that they're doing the right thing. Yes. Well, and I think a huge part kind of what I said before, too,
1: with you, you see with Rick and uh, the Punisher, as I will call him. (laughs) uh, Rick at least tries to understand other people's point of view. He tries to respect Mm -hmm. their point of view. And I feel like anything that doesn't do the way that Shane believes is right. He's like, well, you guys are just dumb. Like yep. he has, he does not attempt to understand other people's point of views. And that's kind of where that, re- he just doesn't respect people. He's mm-hmm. like, Dale's like, I don't trust you. And he's like, yeah, well you're just an idiot. And I don't think you're, screw you. Yeah. Uh, well, you want to kick me off this farm? Well, you guys are just dumb and
0: bullies. And I, yeah. I like, you, you should be canceled for not liking me. You guys yeah. are the real racist. And I, I think, I think the, the fact is, is like it, if you, if you just like try to do your best but you also respect other people and their effort to try to do their best that's like the right thing to do right it's it's the it's when you try to make people do what you think is the right thing to do is where you go wrong and that's what Shane is doing basically the entire I, I have uh, time he's alive. I just want to say, I thought about this as I was
1: watching Shane. I was thinking, man, what a dick. And I was like, you know what really kind of shines in The Walking Dead uh, with our time now is Shane is exactly what I think of when I think of a police officer and he was a police officer. Just this sort of like, I'm doing the right thing and you know what? I might have to break some heads but I'm the man in charge. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are exactly what a police officer is right now in our time. Uh-huh. Yeah, Not all police officers. <laughs> yeah, I know my, my, my cousin's a police officer and he's
0: wonderful but like, there is this attitude well, there, of superiority. Yeah, there's sometimes like this. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you get some position of authority, you have a choice to make on whether or not like you're going to actually care mm-hmm. about other people's feelings or you're the authority and what you say goes. Yeah. Um and I prefer it when people have authority and they actually care yeah. about who they're leading, um about they, they actually care about their feelings, you know. I mean, I've had bosses, I've had teachers, I've had, you know, people that that just their way is, is the best way and you can't do anything else different. Don't even think about doing anything else different Yeah, because your way is the wrong way. Right. And that's, that's not how you should lead. Um. and, and I, and Herschel was also kind of doing that. I mean, yeah. Um, cause, cause he was like, it's my farm, my rules. Yeah, exactly. And nothing else was up for debate. Like he, he, didn't want to, like, compromise with Rick. He didn't want to do any of that. He was like, my rules. And and that caused people to be upset with Herschel. And I think it especially caused Shane to be upset with Herschel because they're both so headstrong and not willing to, like, cooperate with each other.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And it was only when Rick, like, brought went down to, like, Herschel's level and, like, tried to reason with him was when Herschel was able to, like, try to reason with Rick as well.
1: Right. Well, and I think it helps that friggin' Rick just shot up a couple guys, I mean, that kind of put things in perspective. Oh, yeah. Where Herschel's like, oh, I get the value in having you all around now. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get that I've kind of been sheltered in my little farm area. Yeah. And, uh, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, like, he was all about protecting human life, and then once his life was in danger, he was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Now I see why I would need you guys.
1: That was a great scene. That was the one scene I was like, oh, man, this is... This is great. I love that. The tension act- in that scene was so good. Yeah, dude. And it built up so slightly. Yeah, it wasn't like, and it wasn't even like when they did finally come down to the shooting, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like this big, act. it was just like dealt with. Yeah. It happened, it dealt with. I love the guy who he was talking to The kind of when he took command mm-hmm. with the gun he was like, hey man, we're just looking for a place. I was like, oh my gosh. He plays Pinocchio in Once Upon a Time. Does he? Yeah. Sheist. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I was just like, I'm down. This guy is my favorite actor in this episode. Congratulations.
0: He was great, but he died.
1: Oh, well, no die, he died. <laughs> he got shot pretty dang fast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But that was my favorite moment of it. Because um, I, I felt like he was real. I felt like so many people in this show, so many gravelly moments. So many, like, hey, I'm going to talk to you. Right That's now. why the show is my ah, dream. I, I hate it. I'm stuff. just like, stop. Just talk with your normal voice. Why is everyone so ah, gravelly? They're from Georgia. Okay, <laughs> but take everyone a, from Georgia talks like take that. Take a, a lozenge that. or
0: something. Drink some water. Listen, if I have any listeners in Georgia, please, please affirm to me that everyone talks like that in Georgia. Listen here. Listen to I'm here. I'm gonna help you, but I'm you're good. gonna have to do it. Actually, I say. They talk like Jud Fry from Oklahoma. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, what else? I, I wrote down a few notes. Uh, Love how close people get into each other's face when they're angry. Like, Shane and Rick especially, they're, like, oh, just about ready it, to kiss. It is such,
0: like, they're like alpha dogs. Oh, yeah. Like, trying to fight for the hey, alpha man. position. Hey, man, hey, I'm going to kiss you. you know, I'll tear <laughs> you. I'm like, what is going on here? Just say you don't like the show, Brian.
1: I don't care for that part. You got an just episode. Just say you don't like the show, Brian. You got Brian. an episode where I'm just like, what is this? What is this? Um, oh, yeah, John Bernthal's punched face acting where he squishes his face. He's like, hey, man, I don't, I don't really understand what you're doing, man. His face all gets scrunched up. Who's, who's John
0: Berthold? Punisher. Oh, Punisher? Okay. Hey, I'll just do what I had to do. Okay. I'm not a kill man, He He studied in Russia. Did he? You know that? Yeah. He's good. He's studied with, he studied with uh, our... our. I don't, I don't know if he did. Because we have a professor that studied in Russia as well. But, but... I love him in Punisher. And I love him in <laughs> other things. You don't love him in this? I feel like
1: this show just... Maybe it's because it's so silent, and so you just have to focus on the acting. There's nothing to really... Like it's great for that. Mm-hmm. But good moments shine as being
0: good, and bad moments shine as being like, "What's going on right now? Uh-huh. What are we what are we doing right now?" Just say you don't like the show, Brian. I didn't say that. Um. So going off of like other people's feelings. Yeah. Do you think people's feelings matter in doing the right thing? Um. Like, let's say. What uh,
1: define feelings? Well, like, like for example,
0: like if you're. Let's say, I don't know. Because someone pouting is different than
1: someone who's emotionally damaged due to what I've done. Someone yeah. like, I don't like that. You made me mad. Versus
0: my spirit is irreparably damaged because of what you've done and I'm going to have a trauma from it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm specifically thinking of Shane not thinking about the family's feelings. And I thought about that when um, Amy, I think, was crying over uh, her mom. Mm-hmm. and it, and like And Shane didn't seem to really care. That that she was crying over like her mom, right? You know, and and he and he didn't seem to care that Herschel was also traumatized because he kept razzing Herschel. He's like, you knew that Sophia. Oh yeah, there. and and it, it, it sort of made me think of like when, um, like let's let's talk about like Spider Man for instance. Like a lot of people, like Spider Man's trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and sometimes he messes up. I don't know. I hear J. Jonah Jameson has been saying that he's not doing the right. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that that's what I was going to the point I was going to make uh-huh. is like. Uh, it's like a lot of people think he's not doing the right thing um, right. by I being trust a vigilante. Jonah Jameson. You you trust you Jay to Jay Jonah and... Jameson?
1: Podcast. Um, Daily. Google I do when I play net. the Spider-Man
0: video game. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're wondering like like are people's feelings valid when you're doing the right thing? Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm like context. obviously if you're doing the wrong thing, like it, like obviously the wrong thing is irreparably damaging someone's feelings, but like while doing the right thing, you, you hurt someone's feelings. Like, let's say, um, uh, you're going to a protest that people disagree with. Okay. And that, that hurts people's feelings. Right. Uh, which protests should, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, is it, is it, are people's feelings still valid when someone is doing the right thing or what they think is the right thing? Do you, so I mean, yeah. And I think that's Mm -hmm. worth having a conversation over. Mm -hmm. I think,
1: the, the tricky thing is, is often when people do the right thing or the wrong thing or what they believe is the right or the wrong thing, we're in a world where it's reaction based instead of conversation based. Mm-hmm. So I see you going to a thing. I'm not going to come and talk to you and go, "Hey, I noticed you went to that thing. Can we talk about it?" Because mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a thing I agree with, and I want to know your opinions on it. And I think yeah. that that, that I, it troubles me that you st- strongly believe in that. I want to know why you do that. Versus just going, "You went to that thing. You're a bad like," and that's where it it's just reactionary.
0: Yeah. People. It's like Rick and Shane, basically.
1: Yeah. It's like, Hey man, screw you. Uh, I don't want to hear your reasoning behind what you did. Or I think I know your reasoning. It's like, well then let him explain it at least like let and, him say yeah. it. And then if you still don't agree and go, okay, well that doesn't make up for the fact, but, and I think this is something with Shane and kind of why he razzes. Uh, I mean, looking at the actor way of, we're both do theater acting and whatnot. Uh, I look at the psychology of, uh, characters i play a lot of times mm-hmm. um and with that moment i see it with shane he's i think shane knows he did something wrong he mm-hmm. knows he believes he did it for the right reasons but i think he realizes it's like yeah i crossed the line which is why he's attacking everyone else because mm-hmm. he's trying to push the blame off of himself he wants the party to believe that he's the good guy and so he realizes the only way he's going to look good is if someone else looks bad. We see it in politics all the time. Yeah. The what if-ism and the what about-ism where it's like, well, yeah, I might have t- assaulted somebody, but look at this guy. He doesn't like pizza. And it's like, and that's kind of what Shane does where he's like, okay, yeah, I desecrated their bodies and whatever and opened this up, but he was hiding it from us. And it's like, yeah. that's not what we're dealing with. You're just being defensive because you know you did something inappropriate. Yeah. And I think that's where a huge tricky thing is, is where it's like defending yourself. I think a huge thing about for me, what is morally right, is taking accountability and being able to look and say, did I do something wrong? Was there something wrong about what I did that I believed was right? Mm -hmm. And I think being able to weigh those things and say, Mm -hmm. yes, I did something wrong and I learned something from it. And I'm going to try to tackle that next time with more delicacy Mm -hmm. instead of just doing whatever I did. I realized that what I've done has consequences. And these are the consequences. Like telling an offensive joke, for example, uh, is something I've had conversations with people where it's like, they're like, (laughs) I don't understand why there's something wrong with telling an offensive joke. And it's like, there's two things wrong. One, you can make one person feel like if they're in that category of the person that's being offended, Mm -hmm. like a joke about race or sexism or something like that, you can make that person feel like they are, unimportant or that they are an outcast. Uh-huh. And alternatively, you also, if it's not that person, you're telling other people, Hey, it's okay to make fun of these people. Cause they are less than us. They're less than us superior people. So let's make these jokes. Mm-hmm. And then that gives that person an idea that they can treat other people wrongly. And mm-hmm. then I've, I've heard the argument. It's like, well, it's not my responsibility to monitor what other people take from my jokes. And I'm like, it is a little bit though. Yeah. Cause you don't know how, what you're going to say is going to influence other people's like, like, It's tricky. Yeah. And I think if you know people really well, you can,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And well, like joke talking about like joking. It's, it's so tricky and it's such, it's such a gray area because, you know, we're both, we're both like improvers and Mm -hmm. we both do comedy and stuff. And, and, um, you know, we've made jokes that have offended people before. And so, but, but it hasn't, offended. I mean, you have like, Oh, like I never do. (laughs) Oh yeah. I never offended people. Uh, we can have a two-hour podcast about the jokes that I know that you've made that have offended people. Never intentionally. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and I think that's the thing is like the intention behind what you're doing, and and it also depends on like the context of what you're doing. Right. Is like, are you are you trying to hurt these people or are you trying to um, make people laugh? I suppose, or make people right. um, enjoy a night of comedy you know. Well, and that leads into, I mean,
1: there's so many things we could get into yeah. morally and stuff, like a huge tricky thing that I think we're really running into. And don't get me wrong, I'm very left leaning. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think that we are running into an issue of kind of saviorism mm-hmm. in America and in other states where we feel it like it's our responsibility to protect other people that can protect themselves. Yeah. And it's good to stand up for other people. Mm-hmm. But I think we run into this issue when they might not have a problem with something, but we take it on ourselves to be like, no, don't say that around my friend. We just had an
0: experience like that. Really? Well, uh, when we were at the the film audition. Oh Yeah. Uh Remember afterward? Yeah, we we're, yeah. we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah No, about no, it, no. Like, yeah, I, oh, we just. Me personally. Had, yeah, we, I thought you personally. meant like some experience. Bigger, okay, no, here, yeah. we just had an experience yes, like yes, that. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Basically, Brian made a joke to me, and I didn't mind. But then someone else minded, right? And was trying to defend me, but I didn't care, right? Yeah. And I think that happens
1: a lot, where there is this saviorism. People want to feel like they are good people, and so yeah. they want to protect other people who are grown individuals who might mm-hmm. not feel like yes, if someone is getting hurt or bullied or something like that, but a lot of times they're using their saviorism to make another person into a villain mm-hmm. or they're doing it to make themselves feel like they are morally superior. Like I'm yeah. the, I'm the high ground and I don't think what you're doing is right. So I'm going to put you in
0: your place. And it's like, yeah. they didn't. What? Yeah.
1: Sorry, right, we're going with off that. on tangents. Well, like,
0: and sort of Shane, he sort of has this like savior complex. Of, yes. I just want to save everyone. Yes. I just want to save everyone. But, but Rick actually cares about the group. Right. Like, and that's the difference is like, are you, do you actually care or do you just want to be a savior for people? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that's. And a lot of, a lot of like minority groups have like said that they, they hate saviors because it's like, you don't actually care about us. No. You just want to look good. You want people. For the sake of helping us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh-huh. And I think that's a, it's a, it's a whole mess that we don't have time in one yeah. podcast to really go into about like saviorism. But I did want to just touch on that. Yeah. Where I think that's a thing about. What's morally good and bad, and mm-hmm. I think looking at that, I mean, kind of doing what you feel is right, and if it affects someone else, mm-hmm. then making sure they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And if they're not yeah. okay with it, then being like, "Cool, I won't
0: do that," or "I'll leave yeah. you alone." Then, yeah, I agree with you. Hell yeah! Um, so i I wanted to I wanted to ask you how do you feel about the line? It wasn't a line in the in the in the episode, but it made me think about it. What do you think about the phrase, um, the road to hell is paid with good intentions? Because I've never, I've never really liked that phrase. Cause I feel like that phrase sort of tends to, it, it tends to make, um, you trying to do the good thing and the right thing as always an absolute, um, that it'll never work, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's sort of how what I always get from that line whenever people say it. Okay. And and so I want to know your thoughts on it because I've never really liked that phrase. The road to hell is paid with good intentions. Um, Well, I mean...
1: That's because the, if that's true, then why try to have good intentions? I mean, I think you, you could say, I mean, just the road to anything is paved with good intentions, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yes yeah, the road to hell, but also the road to, I mean, Nebraska is paved with good intentions. <laughs> nice. Because the thing is, is anything someone does... I think the meaning of it realistically is kind of be self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Recognize that your intentions may affect someone else and mm-hmm. that like what you do, because I think a lot of, I mean, friggin', hey, and yeah, no, we're not, well, what other great villain in history? Cause I know we always go to Hitler and I don't want to just use Hitler as my punching board. Yeah. Uh, Rasputin. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, Rasputin, I'm sure was like, yeah, this, this Russian oligarchy needs to be taken down. Yeah. So let's, Okay, or French Revolution, for example. Like, yeah. French Revolution, there are people who are doing good mm-hmm. uh, in their mind. They're taking down the... But then it got out of hand. And I think... Yeah. I mean, a lot of good people got beheaded just because they were royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't... A- and the intention did start out. And I think, realistically, I think what a stronger statement could be is, um, beware the man who's paving your road. Uh, because... People have good intentions mm-hmm. and you have to be aware of the person who manipulates those, those intentions. Yeah. And I think we see it in America a lot. I think, uh, I think that many people on both Republican and Democratic sides, just people have intentions that they believe are good yeah. and political leaders use those intentions to lead them down a, a wrong path because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you want, uh, you, you want, better taxes well if we didn't pay healthcare, you'd have better taxes so yeah. let's 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 not pay for healthcare, everybody and it's like oh but you realize what you're doing you're just using that as a way to get what you want mm-hmm. um yeah. i would yeah you're right that, that, that it's not a perfect saying yeah but it's a saying that is good to keep in mind whenever you are doing something that you believe is good mm-hmm. is it's kind of more of a check yourself check yourself at the door
0: check yourself before you wreck yourself exactly
1: are my intentions Am I going too far with my intentions? Uh-huh. Are my intentions being used to do something to to do something wrong? Am I being manipulated by my intentions? Yeah. Um, because ultimately, you should be able to make turns in the road that you pave. I mean, I'm really getting stuck on this metaphor <laughs> of, a, of a road paved with good intentions. Good. I'm viewing it. It's like, well, there's a good intention for it, There's another good intention for it. But I don't know. Yeah. That's a tricky question. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought... I'd get your thoughts on that. I think it, I think it serves a valuable thing to be said, but also don't let your intention, just don't abandon your intentions. Yeah. Don't abandon your good
0: intentions. Yeah.
1: For bad ones. Right. I think, uh, the better saying might be the hamburger made of good intentions could cause you digestion problems. Uh, and so (laughs) like, just, I mean, make sure that the hamburgers cooked well done. and there's no grossness on the hamburger of good intentions, you know? But what about like medium rare? So that's the thing. The the hamburger cooked with good intentions leads to diarrhea. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, fine. Can we talk about? Can we talk about? Uh, uh, one thing I want to talk about is Rick's son, Coral. Uh, Coral. Just the beginning of this episode, and he's talking to his mom, and it starts <laughs> out like a line a child would say, where he's like, "I I, I was thinking of i what was it? I wrote it down." Uh, I thought I'd find her. I was like, that's something a kid would say. Like, I thought I'd be the one to find her. Cause I'm like, kids have these ideas. And then he went on he's like, Hey, you did the right thing. I would have shot the monster too. And like, then he started talking. He was like, no child. I don't care how burned by the apocalypse you are. Those aren't things a child says. Maybe. You know, I feel like existentialism in the zombie world is really interesting, mom. <laughs> I also would have killed him I was like bring in young Coral for your podcast and he's like yeah you know I think moral quandaries reason have but very interesting I also would have just shot all these people dead because it's the right thing to do it's like you're a child why are you talking like
0: a 40 year old adult that's fair that was just I remember watching them being like who wrote this for this child I think I think what they were trying to do is they're trying to get Laurie to like be worried about I'd Carl's be worried about him too <laughs> about Carl's um uh, well-being, mentally or otherwise. I'm o- Yeah, I'm worried about Carl's mental well-being. I think he needs to be on meds. He's fine. He'll no, be fine. No,
1: he's not. He's going to be fine. No, he's not. Yeah. He's he's on the road to sociopath, <laughs> paved with psychotic intentions. Um, he's fine. I mean, I never got past, like, this season, so we'll see if he is fine. I remember watching a few episodes of A Jail, which were later on in the season.
0: Yeah. But I don't. I wasn't
1: watching concurrently. It just sort of popped on. I was like, yeah, has it gotten better season. yet? Uh, that's kind of cool, but I don't want to watch this. I don't want to have to get through the rest of the I keep farm. watching it. Dude, I'm watching so many other
0: things that are better right now. Damn. Like, I got Alina hooked. For a while, Alina didn't want to watch it. But now, like, every time I'm like, okay, one episode a week, and she's she gets mad.
1: Here's the thing, and I think it's tricky with this. I think it's tricky with other stuff. Anything that has, like, ten seasons to get into, and you're like, shoot, I don't it's like doing homework and it's like, Hey, here's like 10, pa- it's like, here's 10 different assignments. I'm like, I don't want to do this where it's like when yeah. a show starts out, like when this show started out, I was all about watching an episode a week. Cause I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about this. Cause it's coming out and I'm on the, I'm on the cusp. I get to talk about it with my friends when I get out. Yeah. Now it's like, I have you <laughs> to talk about it with. If I started watching it and that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Do I, I, Shane's such a dick. Yes. Because he was, he was like razzing Dale about being a mechanic. And I'm like, do you, do you understand how important mechanics are in a zombie apocalypse? Like, do you not like how important mechanics are now that we rely on machinery to do our jobs? Right. Like, do you, how do you not realize like, it's not just about fighting that keeps people safe. Like there's diplomacy involved. There's, there's doctors, there's mechanics, and Shane is acting ah. on all of that. Yeah, and is like, I'm the big boy in town. It's, I fight. I I, I kill people to def- keep you safe, Lori. It's a it's an emotional de- defense mechanism.
1: It's yeah. He, I mean, ultimately, Shane has some mental issues, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean don't that, we all? Uh, yeah, I I don't mean I, I would never use the word crazy because uh, I think crazy is a derogatory term. Uh. Uh, but like, I think Shane would really benefit from a therapist, right. like. Because he has no he self... he would shut <sighs> the therapist. Yeah, he and would shut like, oh, up No, he would never go feelings. to a therapist. Uh, but that's the thing, is Shane's just sort of like... I, I think what he's doing, I think why he is such a dick to everyone is to make himself feel valuable. Mm-hmm. He, he recognizes that he's the black sheep, that everyone else kind yeah. of... So he needs to feel like... Well, I have to make other, like, I mean, it's high school. It's being a bully. It's like, I've got to make sure that people feel I have worth mm-hmm. because what if they get rid of me? What if they don't want me around anymore? Yeah.
0: I got to kill Otis or else what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. How am I going to live? I can't walk on this sprained ankle. Exactly. Um, And and it, I also thought about that with like the truck too. Like people are like, Hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the bodies. We'll dig the holes. And Shane picks the easy job. He's like, I got the truck. It's like, Oh, good for you. Good wow. for you. Pulling your weight, driving your little truck over. Yeah. He eventually started helping later, but... He did, and I mean, yeah. I I, I do still empathize with Shane, even though I hate him so well, much. Well, like, you empathize with Shane, especially when he's, like, cleaning off Carol, and he's like, I just want to keep everyone safe, and I'm like, but you're a dick about it. Carol also had a really good moment.
1: Her whole line where she's like, Sophia was gone a long time ago. Yeah. That was... I was like, all right,
0: this is also really good acting, this is a great moment in this episode. Yeah, well, like, she... I was, I was a little... I was a little upset by the fact that she didn't want to, like, see her daughter's body. I mean, I understand it cuz like every time I go to a funeral I'm like that hate, that thing isn't there. I like the goodness. who they are isn't like there anymore. You know, it's just like a shell. But like I um I don't know. I I think that uh, Carol Carol's obviously grieving, which, you know, she should. Um, but it was it was sort of interesting how she she thought it was, it was better that she was actually a zombie for all this time and not actually in pain. And I, I think I agree with her on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean that she had a little bit of pain in the beginning, I think, but like she wasn't, she wasn't a scared little girl that entire time they were looking for her. Yeah. You know? Um, I have a moral question for you Okay. before you, I mean, I don't know if you asked me my moral question
1: yet, No. but I've got one for you. Okay. Cause this is a, I mean, kind of goes into that kind of goes into Herschel. Like say that the zombies uh they are able to be cured but they have all the memories and thoughts of when they were a zombie would you still want to heal them and like have them live with the knowledge of what they did as a zombie
0: i actually talked about that with anton did you in, in world war z when we were doing that uh uh-huh. cuz cuz like yeah like if you if you cure a zombie if you're able to cure them and bring them back like you have so much therapy to deal oh, with, yeah. and especially if they remember what they did. Even if they don't remember, and they have like nightmares about what they did, like it's so much therapy. And PTSD. It's like, what? <laughs> That's a thing. I have quoted as, uh, TMCR. Can we please write a zombie series after the zombie apocalypse? PTSZ? Called PTSZ. Oh, that'd be great. And Post-traumatic just... stress zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can make that as a joke in there. This doesn't make sense. Just go with it. Just whatever. PTSZ. Yeah. they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Can we, let, let's, so this is kind of what I do. I'm. I know
1: we're not to that part yet, but this is kind of what I do on my podcast where we create narratives uh, uh, of random ideas. We'll take little seeds and grow. And I want to do that for a second okay? because I can imagine this show, PTSD, uh, where it would be essentially, I, I, it would be like interviews and yeah. it would be people coming in to sit down with a therapist and it would be about the therapist talking to these people who were zombies uh-huh. and like writing notes and being like, what the hell? <laughs> and I almost, I mean, I love a mockumentary and I think that would make it really fun. It's like, I'm a therapist for people who were I sure would <laughs> be so funny, and like and and like the zombies all have like blurred out faces, so you don't see who they are during their interviews, so you can get it's like we're do- we're. I almost don't want to put this
0: in the episode. I'm sorry, t- so that we can like actually do this.
1: Well, we won't give away too much. That's that's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, what we yeah, yeah. do. But yeah, that's so. Uh, I mean, we'll talk a little bit at the end. But this is kind of what we do in my podcast: is we come up with these uh-huh. narrative story ideas right. and then just go with it and see where we go and build up. But I love this idea of a PTS PTSZ, and it's just sort of like. After the after the apocalypse, after they fix the
0: apocalypse, what is the sort of therapy and what kind of things you have to fix? Brian and I copyright this. This is our uh, intelligent creation. Yep. This is this is our proof. Yeah. That we copyright this right now. This is it. The year is twenty twenty. They don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, good it's thing we're not. Twenty two. No, shut up,
1: man. I sure hope no COVID happens. <laughs> what even is COVID? trust me if we say it's 2020 then it's can... february 5th of 2020 do you know what day this uh the original this episode originally aired what february 12th 2012 dang or february yeah February twelfth. so it was almost exactly 10 years ago that this episode aired wow i know that's crazy
0: i know right yeah pretty wild dang um yeah because i wanted <sighs> shane's so stupid it's like, next time I need a radiator hose, I'll call
1: you. It's Wait, what like, kind of insult even is that? I'm sorry. I'd love for them to, like, pick up a survivor
0: who was a stand-up comedian just to put Shane in his place. Yeah. That'd be interesting, too. Um, yeah, because there's, like, different ways of helping, you know? There's different ways of contributing, and it doesn't yeah. always have to be about fighting. Right. And think yeah. that's what's
1: interesting when you pull together, like... Who's your crew that you'd want with... I mean, there's the spaceship crew. If you were going to be on a spaceship, who would you want to bring if you could bring any celebrity or fictional character? Mm-hmm. I think the same kind of question, guys. Like, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, which people would you want to bring? And it,
0: I mean, if you just had Rambos and Arnold Schwarzeneggers, you'd die pretty dang soon. Well, I, I remember seeing a TikTok. It was this it was this dumb thing about, like, how this guy from, like, Texas or something was like, if all the red states went to war against all the blue states, the red states would 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 destroy the blue states. And then some guy was like... Um, real quick, where are all the ports? Oh, in the blue states. That's interesting. How are you going to get your, um, materials for war? How are you going to get your weaponry? How are you going to get your food and supplies for this war that you want to start? Also, um, Democrats have guns too. (laughs) Like, -uh. and it's like, oh, and what, how many people live in red states versus blue states? Also, um how come the blue states fund the red states to continue going? Yeah. And and he totally put that guy in his place where it was like, just because you have guns Republican destroyed in interview. So yeah. I've just seen so many other like both yeah. ways. It's like
1: College girl destroyed by Republican interviewer. It was like, well, he
0: said one thing that could she couldn't come up with an answer and it's destroyed. Sorry. Yeah. No, but like it was it it was it was like that, like just because you have AR15s doesn't mean that you would win a war. Yeah, a war against against people like cuz blue states have the supplies. I I'm, I'm, I'm talking in a red state right now. Like and yeah, who who I
1: mean, I'm sure you've asked this question a million times on your show, it's a zombie show. Uh-huh. Who would, if you were to pick 3 people to be in your survival group? Like Fictional, real, like you get three. I actually haven't
0: asked this question before.
1: And, and you don't have to go family or anything. Like you could just be like my mom, my dad, and my wife. And that would be us. And we'd be happy. <laughs> this is a world where you're not married necessarily. Uh, okay. You get to pick three characters, uh, fictional or real, that are in your survival crew as you wander the apocalypse. And I mean, you could join with other people later on, but these are the three people you first find to pair up with to survive in the apocalypse my wife won't listen to this episode anyway oh, great. watch her
0: listen she hates episode. me so cool. yeah 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 um three people I would pick um it's tricky yeah I know I put you I on the spot pick, I would pick Dom from Fast and Furious dude yeah because he's all about family yeah and I mean and he's a mechanic yeah and he could take out legions of zombies did you see how many just soldier guys he beat up yeah. in that last movie yeah I would pick Dom nice from Fast and Furious Um, I would pick, uh, I'd pick Joel from The Last of Us. Um, have you played Last of Us? Yes. Yeah. The first one, yeah. I'd pick him. I got So Far As Salt Lake City. Okay. That's, that's... I know, it's the end of the game. Yeah, Um, I, I would pick him because if he's able to survive 20 years in Last of Us Zombies, Uh he can survive 20 years in in Walking Dead. And, and I know, I know, like, he would be, he would be a good person and, like, a good fighter... And a good, like, strategist to have on, like, my side. I um, should, like, pick, like, a, a healer or a doctor or something. Whoa, smart. Um,
1: I'm not giving you any hints because now I'm going to rip apart your comment. As, as you've done I'm like, oh good gosh. luck with that, sucker!
0: <laughs> um, Fauci. Fauci? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to bring Fauci. Uh, I would bring. I'm trying to think of like a like a person that heals, in like fantasy, mm-hmm. and I can't think of anyone at the moment except for uh, the mom from Encanto. But I don't want to bring her. <laughs> Actually, I'd bring her. Does her food <laughs> heal? Actually,
1: I I'd bring her. Does her food heal people? Like heal zombie bites too? Because if that's the case. No, she, not the, not the, like, abuela. Um, no, 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 no the, with the, the, the mom who cooks food and her, you eat her food, it heals wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Probably. In it's that, magic. Then in that case, you've got yourself, like, a freaking antivirus right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, i picked pick those three people.
0: All right. You can't,
1: you can't debunk it. Um, I mean, no, you're, you're good, man. You're totally. So, I take it, uh, you, 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 I guess... You got real lonely. You just hook up with the mom from Encanto. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that works. That works, I guess. Uh, you looking at me. Do I need to do it too? I mean,
0: sure. Yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, Genie from Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you here's the you thought about this before. I haven't actually. But oh I was, I was like, like, i just bring genie with me. You you only get three wishes though, right? But also, if I wish him to be free at the end, then he can do all sorts of magic afterwards That's and true. just be my friend. That's true. Um, and he's funny. Is it, is it wait? Is it Will Smith genie or Robin? Williams? It's Robin Williams <laughs> genie. Come on, I'm not gonna waste my time on a Will Smith genie. Damn,
1: Will Smith, please don't sue us. No, Will Smith sue us. Come after no. This podcast. no,
0: no. You're trying to win out me, the Will competition. Smith. You pieces. come at me, Will Smith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't know who I'd bring with me on a zombie apocalypse actually squad I, I really would think about it uh, a lot but I mean I don't even know if they really want genie I think you got a good idea of like a mechanic a fighter a healer like oh man I have not thought about this enough and I wish I did before I asked you the question yeah Um, I mean genie sounds like a great idea well, with the wishes and the magic Uh, but also I mean Jesus would be good to bring with us <laughs> he could heal me uh, Buddha, all <laughs> well, the religious elite, and Joseph Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to hear some of the conversations in a post apocalyptic world, with Jesus being like, This isn't my fault? and Joseph would be like, Hey man, hey man. No, I wouldn't bring them, I would bring keep on changing it. It's like, Nah, what about what?
0: <laughs> Jesus, Buddha, and Joseph Smith? That's the so three good. big God people. <laughs> what about Allah? Yeah, he's pretty Bro good. Zeus, too. look, I can only bring so many. What oh, about damn. no Hades,
1: Artemis? I'd bring Artemis, goddess okay. of the hunt. Oh, yeah. Uh, plus, she's a god, so I mean,
0: that's pretty helpful. Yeah, but uh, she is also the goddess of virginity. I'm not gonna try to have sex with Artemis. Okay, that. okay, okay. okay.
1: You, I mean, you brought that question up,
0: so here's know. the thing. I mean, she's very attractive,
1: but I'm not. I don't need sex to survive. I just am like, wow, yeah. she's cute, and I'm glad to have her on the team. Yeah. Um, I would probably bring along with me. I would love for is there any person who's just like, hi, I can magically make food that's healthy and good. <laughs> Ooh, no, uh, I'd bring Jean Grey, uh, from the X-Men. Okay. Um, because I mean, she could just make me believe anything that we're eating tastes good because she's got psychic powers. She can put okay. us into like, is we could just relax and be like, cool, and we're in a happy place now. Uh huh. And then finally, um, damn, I don't know, C-3PO. Uh, why C-3PO? I feel like when, I need a robot. Yeah, C-3PP? Like, <laughs> I would want some sort of robot <laughs> to keep going. C- C-3PP. Here's the thing. I'd want c 3 PO CPU in, like, a giant, like, Terminator. Uh-huh. I would want C-3PO inside a Terminator robot. And he's like, oh, dear. Why do you need a robot? Um, one, uh, is going to be great defense. Can't get
0: bitten. Okay. And so can protect us from... But, like, why a protocol droid? Wouldn't you want, like a like, a... Because he just knows, like, languages. Ah. It's going to be really
1: helpful if we meet into other people who don't speak English. The fact that all the people they've run into on The Walking Dead are all just English-speaking people is bonkers. Also, I think it'd be funny to have just a nerdy droid inside of a weapon droid. Oh, okay. yeah. So, that doesn't know how to fight. Yeah. But he could guard I us. Might, I might bring... What other robots are there? There'll be. Oh, no, Baymax.
0: Baymax is my third. I might bring, I might bring out Ahsoka instead of Joel. Change my mind. Baymax is my third because Baymax, Baymax is freaking oh, tight. Yeah. yeah, I like Baymax. Yeah. Gene my favorite Greg. robot ever is BD1 from Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. yeah. I love... I don't know who that is. Um... Get off my show, bro. <laughs> um, cool. Should you always be happy about doing the right thing? Um. I think you should be, I mean, 100% happy. Like, I did the right thing. I think you should be content with doing the right thing. Yeah, because Daryl... Daryl was doing the right thing, looking for Sophia, and now he's, like, pissed that, like, Sophia... I mean, rightfully so, that Sophia's dead. Yeah. But he's like, I'm not gonna look for anyone ever again. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think...
1: you When you make a decision, I, I try to live by this, and it's really hard. When I make a decision, that's the decision I've made, and I can't go back on it. Mm-hmm. And I try to learn from it in the future... Um, and ultimately, even if it's not the right decision, but I feel like I was doing the right thing, I can at least learn something from it. Mm-hmm. So I would say always be content. I don't know if happy is the right word, okay. uh, because sometimes you make the wrong decision thinking you're doing the right thing and yeah, you're not going to be happy about that. Yeah. But I think you should feel at ease knowing that you did what you thought was right. Mm-hmm. And, and if it was wrong, then you learn something from it and you yeah. learn not to do that thing and you got something out of it that way. Yeah. You gained some experience points,
0: you leveled up, you experience. evolved. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. It's all about getting experience points. Dude, it's all about getting experience points. We gotta have our Pokemon points. battle. We yeah. Gotta stream our Pokemon battle. Dude, we
1: are gonna do it. Use Pokemon Showdown. Have our Pokemon battle. You played What three
0: Pokemon would you bring to a zombie?
1: Ooh, to apocalypse. a zombie
0: apocalypse. I
1: feel You too.
0: I'll just bring on the legendaries, huh? Chansey. I'd eat her eggs and then. That's I gross. Would be... There's babies inside of that. You're eating baby chancies. It's like saying eggs have baby chickens in them. Yeah, they do. Think they about have, that. They have chicken periods in them. Gross. No chicken ovulations. Oh, that's better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, to a zombie apocalypse. I mean, I feel like realistically, I probably just have three Pokemon who are my bros. I'd have a Sableye. I'd have a Samurott.
0: And I don't know, Noivern. There it is. Those are my three. I said it. Okay. Stick with them. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a change. I'm a change. Mewtwo to Mew. She could probably heal. See, the, and I'm not the thinking virus. any legendaries because I don't think I would be able to get a legendary Pokemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would be able to get Mew. You. you would? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm better than you. I'd also bring Metagross. Metagross, Mew. And. Um. Is a, and chancy is your and It's a good healer. I
1: I I got I gotta I gotta
0: like think about it more. Yeah
1: yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it. See my three I, I picked: Sableye life for entertainment, as well as ghost abilities to hide me and teleport me if I need. Oh, that's good. The uh, uh, Noah Vern because it's got super hearing to hear like if there are any zombies nearby, and it can fly. Damn,
0: you got it. And Samrat's got great combat capabilities as well as the ability to surf. I'll I'll rethink it, listeners. Yeah. I'm gonna rethink it. Uh, I don't know when I'll get back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but join I us will. next time on the Walking Pokemon uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Walking Pokemon podcast. Um, hell yeah. Uh, oh man, if Pokemon get affected by the
1: zombie virus, that'd be terrifying. Absolutely, Mewtwo, oh zombie um, Mewtwo, zombie
0: Abra just teleports next to you like Abra. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about love and hope. Ryan. Oh gosh. Love and hope. And the whole Herschel thing. You think, at the end? Do you think? Well, like, yeah, and with, with Glenn talking about how Maggie said that she loves him. Right. Do you think. It's sort of like a weird question, but Look, do, do you, you think, want to propose to me That's do you, fine. Do you want to marry me? Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um... You know, it's okay <laughs> if people want to be... Not going to get into that. Damn. Damn. Uh, but do you think it is the right thing? to to love other people in a zombie apocalypse or to hope for better things than a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah? I think you have to, to survive. If you,
1: you, you lose humanity and empathy if you mm. don't have that love. Like, I think trying to survive, I and mean, we look at the whole pyramid of needs and stuff, and I yeah. think, like, one of them is mental and emotional sort of phys- that kind of stuff. Yeah, And I think if you don't hope, you don't have any hope or any love and you don't let yourself feel those things. Like, I know I recognize the argument that's like, you're just leading people on and like, ultimately you have to kill them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, you you have to be willing to have some sort of hope, even when things go bad or you, you will die spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the actual, like your spirit, not in like a religious way. Not like God will kill your spirit. No, but like... Mm -hmm.
0: what are you living for if not for, I mean, you might as well just die. Yeah. If you're not, it's like having art, like people, people, Ah! but it's like, what are you living for? If we just have practicality, whatever that means. Yeah. Well, and that's something I'd love to see in a zombie movie too, though, is like
1: the arts in a zombie apocalypse. Like, because you know there would be without internet and television, all that stage would make a comeback in a way, and you'd have traveling theater groups, mm-hmm. and like, I, and it would be about urban legends, about heroes. Like there would be the play, like the tragedy of Rick Grimes, about this like, and there would be like a troupe putting oh this my on, gosh,
0: and they're like, because right. they'd
1: heard, like they probably ran into people who knew Rick Grimes, and it's like, oh, have you heard the? Oh this is a great guy. So you get a playwright who writes a story about Rick Grimes, and then they perform the tragedy of Rick Grimes, and you see his story put on stage. That'd be cool by this little traveling
0: troupe. That'd be cool. Yeah. Be like the new Hamlet.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how Mad Max is shown in a lot of yeah. ways. Like Mad Max is this figure that was written about mm-hmm. in the post-apocalyptic future where like it's a wasteland. He's just
0: this yeah. figure that there are legends about and that's how it's kind of portrayed, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. That is cool. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to mention? Um, am, I, uh, am I at the plugs part? I, uh, I no, go? we're not. We're not at the plugs part. Ah! I got a... I gotta, have a short musical interlude yeah, and then, okay that yeah. makes sense yeah you yeah. gotta have a musical interlude you got it. do you not have your one on your podcast dude we yeah, haven't even program, brought bro. guests in yet okay we're still working on that um, I'm Zachary Ballard I'll be Brian's first guest hey. on his podcast damn son damn son bringing in hot I'm for that I'm for that I can bring you in alright cool um, well, yeah okay. I got nothing else cool alright we'll be back interlude. after a short musical interlude nice baby boys What do you think is most important when trying to protect yourself from an oppressive force or person, diplomacy or war?
1: Um... uh, Well, there are a lot of factors that go into that, Zach. Uh, I mean, before you gave me a choice between the two, I was like, a sense of self! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, it really comes down to, are there other... I mean, are there other factors? So I guess in this sense, an oppressive factor exists. Are there other factors who are not oppressive that exist in this world as well? Yeah. In that case, I would say diplomacy. If it's just one-on-one, war is more powerful. But in a world where other people see your actions and kind of watch what you're doing, diplomacy is more important. Because in the end, if they see that you're not being violent or reactive to the other person's war, they're going to recognize that and be like, well, maybe you want to ally with these people who are not total dicks and trying to fight us. Hmm. Dang. I didn't think about it on that one. Yeah. yeah, oh, I think about that whenever I go to war with anyone. It's yeah. just like, okay, yeah. I have to be diplomatic because I'm not going to be Brian Daly for president. No, sir, I would hate to be president. I Brian don't like... Daly
0: for president. It's so funny because I know many people. The Yogurt like, President. The
1: Yogurt President.
0: <laughs> Vote for me and I'll, get you, I'll get you yoga I'll steal yoga from everyone else. Jamie Lee Curtis can't <laughs> stop me
1: the Ultimate rival of the yogurt bandit, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, gotta get
0: him to play the yogurt bandit whenever we make something with the yogurt bandit. Gosh, I have no idea, it just came out randomly, anyways. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that's the end of the episode. Thanks for being on this podcast with me uh-huh. for your favorite episode, season two, episode eight of The Walking Dead. So Band. good, yeah, so good. Um, I just touched your foot with my foot, that's fine. I'm sorry, I don't mind. Um, <laughs> uh, so um go ahead and plug whatever whatever you want to plug. Yeah, um so I'm starting a podcast. I
1: mean, I've already had this podcast for like 4 years, but we've done nothing with it and uh-huh. off and on. But we're rebooting our podcast called Exiles of the Multiverse. Uh it's so weird to explain ultimately what we do. Kind of like what we did earlier is we ask random ass questions you pop culture. Like we come up with like oh, if we were to bring a zombie crew with uh, or crew mm-hmm. with us into the apocalypse, well, who would we bring? Yeah, or exactly. if we were to create a story, uh Based on these directors, what kind of film would we make? We did one episode where it was, What if Michael Bay directed Angley or Avatar The Last Airbender and like what he would do and like all right Well, who would he cast? What kind of story would he use? Okay. So we create different narratives like that and uh, and also We play versions of ourselves who visit different dimensions. So each dimension we visit we gain different insight from that dimension huh. uh, And use that insight ultimately we want to create the best story in the world, the story that'll bring everyone together. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really that fun. sounds like cool, like cool stuff. I certainly enjoy. it. I love building stories, and so does my friend Drew. Yeah. he's my co-host. You know, we uh, you know we visit different dimensions and
0: yeah. get ideas,
1: make enemies, and as well as allies in the multiverse because we don't really belong to it. We just travel and unable to guide
0: ourselves through it. Wow, that's yeah. really deep. It's really deep. Well, wow. thank you guys for listening. Yeah, uh, follow us at Feed Your Brain. On Instagram and TikTok, and then follow Zachy the Zombie on Twitter. Uh, and then you can also email us at feedawaityourbrain at gmail.com. Uh, also, follow Fortune Horseman on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, if you guys subscribe, if you guys leave a review, and share this podcast, that will help me immensely to continue to uh, create this podcast for you guys. So, thank you guys for listening, and go listen to Brian's Multiverse of Madness. At- with- we got Instagram <laughs> at Exiles of the Multiverse yeah. as well as Exiles, exiles of the With co host um, Doctor Dr. Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. The dark one, though. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. No, of course not. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a good time. Good time. <laughs> Something funny. Having a good time. Having, having a good, good time. time.